Hi, everyone. My name is Joseph Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. Just a quick programming note. This week's Devar Torah is for Sukkot. Next week, there will be no AMM Torah podcast for Sukkot, but we're hoping there will be time for a Nation's Wisdom podcast to be put out sometime over Cholamoid, maybe uh, before Shabbos Barashas. We're still filling out the details. Hopefully, we'll get that to you. But in the meantime, I want to wish everyone a good yuntiv, and let's get right into this week's Devar Torah for Sukkot. So this Tvar Torah is adapted from the Sefer Darash Moshe, which was written by Ramosha Feinstein. It says Sefer on Chumash. And it focuses on the Pasuk in uh, Sefer Vayikra, Ki besukos hoshapti es B'nai Yisrael. I had B'nai Yisrael live in Sukkos. Uh, this is referring to the time where, uh, when B'nai Yisrael were traveling in the desert, uh, Hashem built them Sukkos uh, to live in. And there's a famous Machlokas in Masach Sukkah, between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer. If the sukkahs were made out of Ananiya Kavur, which is Rabbi Eliezer's opinion, if they were literally made out of these holy clouds, or if they were actual wooden sukkahs, which is Rabbi Akiva's opinion. And Ramosha asks a question on Rabbi Akiva. Who cares if they're actual sukkahs? You know, it's, it's one thing if, uh, if the Torah is telling me that the sukkahs were made out of clouds, that they were these totally spiritual protective structures, that's a big deal. But if we're talking about just plain wooden sukkahs like we have nowadays, why would that be a big deal? Why would the Torah uh, need to tell me uh, that Hashem built these sukkahs uh, for B'nai Israel? So there's another famous Gemara in Mesachas Avodah Zarah, on Daf Gilmol which says that in the future Hashem will judge the nations of the world if they would have been able to keep the Torah. And what he will do is that he will place them in a sukkah, and he will make it very hot until it gets to the point where the nations won't be able to handle the heat, and they'll leave the sukkah and kick it as they leave. Now, there are two questions on this Gemara. First of all, the halacha is that if you're in pain by sitting in the sukkah, if it's too hot, if it's too cold, if it's raining, any of those things, you're allowed to go inside. You're not obligated to stay in the sukkah. Secondly, even though a sukkah is uh, relatively cheap, a wooden structure, four wooden walls, it doesn't even need to be that big halakhically, why would Hashem specifically use a sukkah in order to conduct this test uh, against the Gaim? So Moshe explains that the answer to all these questions lies in the meaning of sukkahs. Sukkahs comes at the time of year after the harvest is over. It's been a long uh, journey from the beginning of planting all the way through, uh, through the harvest and collecting and storing all the grain. And now, everything's been collected, all the storehouse is full. At this time of year, it's very easy for a person to sit back and just revel in his accomplishments and look at himself and say, wow, look at all the great stuff that I did. And this is obviously a very dangerous time for a spiritual person. Because as the Pasuk says in Sefer Dvarim, that it's very easy for a person to say, it's very easy for a person to look at the world and say, everything that I do is from my own, is, is totally my own accomplishment. And we know that that's not true. We know that all of our accomplishments are only with the help of Hashem. So specifically at this time of year, where that is uh, a very uh, possible scenario, Hashem commands us that for a week we should leave our houses and brave the elements, brave the outdoors, thereby placing us completely in His hands. And therefore we show that He really is in control of everything, and all of our accomplishments over the course of the harvest have only been a result of His help. Another point of why we sit in sukkahs, specifically these weak wooden sukkahs, 
is to show that this world isn't permanent. We philosophically may as well be living in weak wooden houses. That's what this world is, as opposed to the strong, vital structure of the world to come. So similarly, our our, all of our accomplishments in this world, they're not for this world. They're, in only, they're only in order to receive reward in Olam Haba. So if we do something in this world which isn't to receive reward, that's also meaningless. And this idea can help us understand the Gemara and Sukkah. Many people live their lives thinking that this world is the point, that whatever they do in this world, they, they do it for this world. They're not necessarily putting Hashem into the picture. And the Sukkah serves as a reminder to them of what their true purpose in this world is, that everything they do should be for the sake of Hashem. And for these people, we're going to tell them about the Sukkahs made of Ananiya Kavur. We're going to tell them about these completely spiritual Sukkahs that were pieces of Hashem's glory on this earth. And when you're sitting in a structure which is completely spiritual, which is completely Hashem, that should, re that should remind you very easily or very quickly that everything you do in this world should be for His sake. However, people who have already achieved this level in this world, there's still another stage. Now, not only does everything need to be L'Shem Shemayim, everything should be L'Shem Shemayim for the world after this, for the world to come. The reward for everything that you're going to get is not now, it's later. And how do we do that? We put them in a wooden sukkah. We put them in a sukkah, we put them in a structure which is barely lasts for a week. And by having them sit in that temporary structure, that weak structure, this reminder is clear. So in reality, the machlokas in, in sukkah between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Akiva is not really a machlokas at all. They both agree that the Bnei Yisrael, when they were in the desert, had reached the level of living in sukkahs of Ananiya Kavah. They had reached the level where all their actions were the Shem Shemaim. But what are they arguing about? They're, arguing about they're, they're only discussing, they're only explaining these different ideas that we discussed. Rabbi Lazar says that Bnei Yisrael had reached the level where everything did for the sake of Hashem. And what it teaches us by telling us that they lived in these, in these cloud structures was that we too can reach that level. But Rabbi Akiva adds that even when you're on that level, you can still use the reminder that this world is temporary and should only be used as a springboard for the next one. So at this level, you also live in a sukkah and you live in a sukkah named, made of wood. And that's why the Pasuk needs to mention this. The sukkah of wood is important. It teaches us an important lesson. And that's why furthermore, if it's uncomfortable for you to sit in the sukkah, this obligation is gone. Because what's the point in sitting in the sukkah if you cannot capture that mindset of what living in the sukkah is supposed to be? And the Gaim couldn't handle these lessons. And that's why they leave the sukkah and kick it on the way out. So may we all be zochah this sukkah to absorb the lessons of the sukkah and get the complete enjoyment that comes with this chag. Even though we have the one Pasuk which goes by all the Chagim of Samach, we have an additional Pasuk by Sukkot which says, And you shall rejoice in Hashem, your God, for all seven days of Sukkot. Have a good Yantiv, Chag Sameach to everyone. Thank you very much everyone for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at aimemtorah.gmail.com That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com the email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Zvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, Old Ideas for the Modern Mind. 
www.blogspot.com where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Amem Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtorah, and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job.